It will be Patrick Casey against Nekruz Mirkohayev. Take a look at that record of Patrick Casey. He is on a streak, 4-0 to 3-2. Nekruz is a dynamite stand-up fighter. And again, gets the back. And you see him control that leg to keep Casey from being able to get back up. Hooks are in. Now we're in good position on his back. Look at what he's doing with his hips. Look at the pressure on him. That's what's allowing him to keep Casey down. There's a great position. Now the mount. Round and pound from Mirko Hayev. Pat Casey trying to stay off, stave off the flurry of punches from Mirko Hayev. Neck crank employed by Mirko Hayev. That is a Cross strong face, face crank. He's going to tap. And the tap. Mirko Hayev picking up the submission victory in his Bellator MMA debut. Once he gets the back here, look at the hooks go in. You can see he puts pressure down with his hips. That's what drives Casey's hips to the ground, which makes him a dead fighter as far as being able to move. He opens up with the shots, landing good punches, goes after a couple of shots with the elbows, opens up with that left hand. But once he gets a hold of this crank, this is a face or neck crank. It is cranking over on Patrick Casey's neck, turning his head in a way that he cannot take the pain. It is a pain's compliance, and that's why he ends up tapping. Take a look at how far over that face is getting turned towards his back. That is a neck crank. That is why he taps out. Jesse Kozakowski, Rodolfo Roca getting set for the respective Bellator debut. 22 years of age, Kozakowski is a lifetime martial artist against a 35-year-old man. Good posture by Kozakowski. Oh, landing that elbow down in the face of Rocha was Kozakowski from long distance and again. That opened him up, more. And Rocha now leaking like a political document midway through the round and the fight. And you see that he's starting to turn his back here. There's a lot of time. He's trying to keep that foot from getting hooked in. He's already got one hook. He just needs to get that left hook in to completely control that position. He's got it. Rosakowski now oh, has the body triangle employed on Rocha. That's a lot of pressure on his diaphragm. He's unable to breathe the right way. Rear naked choking. He's going after that choke. He's got that arm behind it. He's in trouble. He's going to end up going out of tapping. And there's the tap, and Jesse Kozakowski victorious in his Bellator MMA debut. Watch what occurs, not only with the elbow, the elbow lands, and it lands with power. It opens up Roca. But this is when Roca decides, oh, I can't stay here. And you see him starting to try to move. The guard went to open. He ended up changing positions. Kozakowski gets the back. When he gets the back, the choke is sunk in properly. Now it's tight. There's only one thing for him to do. He's either going to tap or he's going to nap. Vinicius De Jesus and Rodolfo Barcelos. De Jesus has a lot of experience at 6-2 compared to Barcelos, but he is a person that is good in the stand-up and good on the ground. Incredibly mature move as far as moving away from saying get him back up. I want him up because I am doing damage. Right hand, right uppercut, down goes Barcelos again. A barrage of blows, and just like that, the Brazilian bad boy, Vinicius.
Ashes to Jesus improves to seven and two, three and one in Bellator MMA. Beautiful uppercut. That's what puts him down. That's the start of the end of this fight. The big thing here, look at that 5-0 record of Tyrell Fortune. He definitely wants to make it 6-0 in this fight. You can see, look, look at the feints from Tyrell. He's trying to set up that right hand. He's just looking for that space at that left. Boom. And That's another right hand oh, in the knee. It's over, it's over. And it is over. Tyrell Fortune. His fortunes continue to rise in Bellator. Now 6-0 with four wins, courtesy his power. Here's the first right hand. Wow. Look at that. that is solid. That landed. You saw Ryan trying to turn his head away. Watch the power that this shot hits with. Boom! You see it shake everything on Ryan Paprivka. He goes down, and that's the scary part, because he goes down, and there's the second one that hit him solid. That's a knee inside. That is showing exactly what Tyrell Fortune is capable of doing. He is learning how to be the complete mixed martial artist. Just don't stay with the hands. He's going down, brings the knee up. Just a beautiful effort by Tyrell Fortune. And we are set for middleweight action here as Reginaldo Felix squares off with Justin Sumter. You can see these guys are very similar. Look at the records, only one fight difference between them. Wow, Felix just ducking down and trying to throw a wild right hand as he eats a couple of shots from Sumter. And that's exactly what I would expect to see out of Sumter. Start. Oh, what a right hand by Reginaldo Felix. And boy, Sumter's skin must be made of Kevlar to get back up from a shot like that. He's still in trouble here, Mo. Not holding on. Recuperative powers by Justin Sumter. He needs to get a hold of Reginaldo Felix. Slow this down. Oh, and a knee from Sumter. Looking to but a good job. And he's got full mount. And he's got an arm trap. Reginaldo Felix needs to be very careful where he's got that Felix arm. Felix giving up his back. He gave up the back because of where his arm was at. It was trapped and he needed to switch. Yeah. End of the fight. And there you have it, Justin Sumter bouncing back from being knocked down in the opening round and picking up. Another rear naked choke of victory. That's his third rear naked choke of win in his career. Let's go to the tail of the tape for our first fight of the night here at Bellator 216. Take a look at the reach difference. That is a huge difference at 62 and a half to 69, but it's the kicks. The kicks are gonna be the difference. That's what you need to look for. <laughs> she's 20 years of age and she believes her time is now. And boy, she's putting together a good combination. saw from Valerie Lareda is, is unusual as far as a Taekwondo specialist. And what I mean by that is Taekwondo is so kick oriented that the hands are not something that they train at the same level as those kicks. But you could see she set everything up with those hands. It was hiding the kick behind the hands that got Colby to the ground. And then you see her hammer fisting. Now that doesn't look very technical, but trust me, a hammer fist creates a ton of power. And all of those shots are heavy shots. 
what you're looking at here. Our unbelievable record at 20-0. 20-9 is still great, but that 76-inch reach compared to the 73, Eric Silva needs to come inside. He needs to get the fight to the ground. That's where he can get his win. But Amosov controlling Silva, and I mean, Silva just content to, now he finally turns in and tries to sit up. Oh, takedown by Amosov with authority. And that's what we're talking about with Amosov, Maul. This guy can wrestle. He has got big takedowns. And it, it looks like, you know, oh, Silva's just sitting there. He doesn't want to be there. He is feeling a pressure that we can't feel. And he knows that I can't just stand up. Amosov told us that he would be ready for anything. Striking and wrestling and uh, living up to. He was having problems getting Amazov off of him. He goes to work his way back to his feet and immediately is picked up and put down hard by Amazov. And Yaroslav Dynamo Amazov appears to be cruising to his 21st consecutive MMA win. The winner by unanimous decision Still undefeated, Yaroslav Dynamo Amazon. Take a look at the numbers here. Both have very good records. Six foot four to six foot two. It's that 82 inch reach. Minikov has dealt with long fighters in the past. Can he get inside on Congo? Minikov is coming forward. Minikov is trying to fight. He's going forward, and you're seeing Czech avoid and avoid in a way that he's not countering as Minikov comes in. So we don't have, a, we have one guy trying to fight, one guy running for the fight. And the Boobird's out in full force with 60 seconds left in this second round. Minikov closing the gap. Congo turning the tables and finally Congo unloads. Look at saying, why were you not doing this at least going after him oh. at the beginning of the fight? Minikov's got both legs, got his hands clasped on both legs. It is not going to happen as far as getting away from him and being able to do anything in this fight. Final 20 seconds, Congo now opening up, right uppercut. Time clinch in the knee, check Congo trying to make up for lost time, but time is becoming his biggest enemy. Congo unloading on Italy, Minikov. Winner by unanimous decision, Chekongo! Okay, Czech Congo has won eight consecutive fights, avenging the loss to the former Bellator heavyweight champion Vitaly Minikov. Obviously, both guys are older fighters in their 40s, but as heavyweights, that's not a bad thing. Look at that reach, it's identical. Weight's just a little bit different. No doubt about it, that was the time. Herco you know, was a killer in pride. He was going through wrecking everyone. He lost a couple of fights by making mistakes. He learned from those mistakes and then was killing everybody. Fedor was the first one that said, you have to make him go backwards. He did that. He got the win and he wrote the blueprint that a lot of guys have used to try to beat Mirko Krokop. Krokop. Krokop earlier landed a nice left uppercut on the inside. When he's on top, his ability to create pressures, create situations, it is remarkable how good he is. 
Krokop. Oh, left off a cut on the inside by Krokop. That was a hard shot. That shows you that Roy Nelson still has that chin. Allows the break and Krokop inside low kick to the lead leg, lead left hand. Oh, but there's a right uppercut on the inside. That grazed the chin of Krokop. Oh, a body shot by Nelson. Left kick by Krokop. Beautiful knee inside by Mirko Krokop. In these clinch positions, he's been landing some very good shots. Nice knee in return by Roy Nelson. But the, the quality of the shots, look at that elbow inside. You'll see Roy try to re return one, but it's the quality of the shots that is giving Mirko the edge in this fight. Both guys are fighting good, it's close. It's just little things that are changing the course of this fight. Boom, you see it, that right there. Roy Nelson bringing both arms. That's a smart fighter. Roy Nelson is bringing pressure, and he's using a lot of strength to stop what Roy's doing. And yet he continues to stop Roy Nelson's takedown attempts. So Mirko Krokop forced to work from his back in the final minute of the fight. Final minute, this is the problem. Roy's tired. He finally gets him where he wants to have him. Can he do something from this position with very little time left? Thirty seconds left in this heavyweight rematch between Mirko Krokop and Roy Nelson. Nelson with the wide base, Krokop an open guard. And in our second heavyweight rematch of the night, we are once again going to the judges' scorecards. For the winner by unanimous decision, Mirko Krokop. Mirko Krokop picks up the unanimous decision win. Now one and one with Roy Nelson, who can't believe the outcome. It is time for the main event, another opening round contest in the welterweight World Grand Prix, the biggest grudge match in Bellator MMA history. Obviously undefeated with Michael Page, but that's a ton of experience with Paul Daly. It is that height. It can cause problems because he's long and he uses it. Paul is he's running on the outside. He's just trying to compose, trying to actually frustrate Venom Page. Is he going to be able to do it? Two striking machines, but a clash of striking styles, and Page now switching stances. Page would love to, to snake charm, as they say, Paul Daly, the man known as MVP and Venom. Jab from Page. Daly on his bicycle trying to avoid Page, but going left to right now. Stutter steps forward, but doesn't throw anything. There's a Good kick by Page. An uneventful opening five minutes here in this welterweight Grand Prix, but Page 
to uncork anything of significance. Oh! Kick to the face by Page! But this is what Michael Page is so good at doing, a la a Conor McGregor. It's the control of the distance, the ability to stay in front of your opponent, and when your opponent comes forward, you're out of there. They can't get to you, but you can decide when you want to come in and be offensive and explode. He's now coming towards the middle of this cage, and hopefully we're gonna start to see a little bit more of the exchange between Paul Daly and Michael Payne. And again, Daly looks for the takedown, gets it, even though it was a long-range shot. You know, we saw when, when Michael Venom Page fought Cyborg Santos, Santos being a black belt in jiu-jitsu, he did get Page to the ground, but he was unable to do anything with him. He was unable to do any damage there, and he almost got put in a knee bar by Michael Page. Bailey continues to keep Michael Page on the ground, and all Page is trying to do is neutralize Daly, maybe Hope that the referee will stand them up, but final 10 seconds of the round. And now they're up, and Daly with the striking exchange. Page off balance, and Daly more grips up here at the end of round two. Smart move by Daly. Looking for that counter, instead leads with a right hand that scores for Page. That was a beautiful straight right hand, right down the pipe, landing exactly where he wanted it to be. Small steps forward, but not throwing a punch until he just threw the right hand that missed. And that missed, and that's what I'm talking about, that control of the distance, the ability to move his body. Right when his opponent goes to attack, he's out. Daly looking for another takedown attempt. This one stuffed by Page, but Daly tenacious. Page has Daly along the fence, would like to create some separation and perhaps Delivers some knees, now has the under. Oh, Daly with a takedown again! Paul Daly flipping the script. And how about Douglas Lima and his uh, expert insight? Douglas Lima looked at it and said, I think that Paul Daly is going to get him in this fight, and part of it was. I think he might even go for a takedown. Well, that's what I was alluding, the fact that he actually said that Paul Daly would go for takedowns, and now we've seen him secure two. Smart veteran move there by Daly, hand grappling, controlling the right hand momentarily. But Daly just on top of Page. That's what right. I want to see from and Paul Daly. Another left hand by Paul Daly. Daly opening up on Page. 40 seconds left here in the third round. Separation is going to give him the ability to create energy, which is going to put power on those shots. Another left hand by Daly Page back to his feet. Overhand right hand is for Page. And now Daly again looking for the takedown sprawl by Page. Yeah, well, Daly's looking for the takedown now, more because he got hurt by that shot. He may get it, and that's going to help him recover, but he got stumped. So the Smart game plan by Paul Daly continues to reap dividends as he again secures a takedown on Page. Maybe not the offensive fireworks display that we anticipated, but hey. There you go, start to bring that leg up and you see Paul Daly backing out because of it. And Daly again looks for another takedown oh. and a kick from Page under two minutes left in the fourth frame. 
Paul Daly having done a great job of negating the unorthodox offense of Page. Oh, just on the field there, Page. That's a knee and another knee. Page needs to separate. He got hurt off of that knee, Morrow. So spoke too soon. Daly had done a good job of negating the unorthodox offense, and then Page springs a knee. He comes up, you see Paul cover, but it gets through that guard and it lands. That was a strong shot. And the big shots of this round were landed by Michael Venom Page. In my opinion, I have a fight that is tied and this last fifth and final round is gonna decide our winner. The bell, the fifth and final round for a spot in the semifinals of the welterweight World Grand Prix. Michael Benham Page in the red gloves, Paul Daly in the blue gloves. And here we have an offensive start, but again, Daly with the takedown, the story of the fight. Nice reversal of that position because Benham Page was getting Daly down. He kept that underhook and whipped him over. Nice takedown for Paul Daly. Now Page looking to get Daly's back and Page has a rear naked choke. right through. He has he barely make this work? He's got Under one Under two up. minutes left in the fight and no. Page with the attempt at a rear naked choke. This is the same position Paul Daly ended up with John Fitch and could not get away. Let's see if he can get away from Venom Page right now. Time continues to tick away. A minute 40 left in the fight. A huge opportunity here for Michael Page to make hay, as they say it again, looking for that rear naked choke, needs to get his hooks in. Daly, meanwhile, gets up to his feet. He's got the one hook. He needs to be very careful of getting too high since he's slippery from all that sweat. The best of enemies in this opening round of the welterweight world grand prix page on top of daily but page has to rain down the fury of hades here 10 seconds left and we are going to the judges scorecards to determine who goes to the semi-finals in the welterweight world grand prix Ladies and gentlemen, having gone the distance, we'll go to your three judges at cage side. All three judges, Sal D'Amato, Brian Miner, Eric Colon. All three judges exactly the same. 48-47 for the winner by unanimous decision. Now advancing in the welterweight world grand prix. MVP Improving to 14 and 0 with the unanimous decision win, and he will be popping the bottle of La Chamindua. I came to fight. As 50 Cent presents him with that bottle, and uh, hey, Big John McCarthy scored it 48-47 for MVP.